0: Santiago, Hello. I met you a, over a month ago now, a Locker, hmm and Brilliant. I'd been chatting to you through. i been chatting to you through, had i been chatting to you through Instagram at that stage about because you were working with the Fairly Council of Ireland, yes, and we were talking about um, basically helping each other out with our Wolf Academy and what yous are doing and um, collaborating in some mm-hmm. way. So that's how we got cool. talking first. Met you at Loch Gore. Great weekend we spent down at Stonehenge. Uh, What's Stonehenge? the Stonehenge? No, Stonehenge is the one in... It's the one in England. The oh, <laughs> 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 Cut that <out. laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: leave it in. i made it fuck up. What's uh, it called in, It's usually called Lock Gur, Stone Circle, but I think the actual name is Grange stone circle maybe that's what i confused yeah yeah yeah, yeah range yeah, yeah. stone <laughs> circle is the I think apparently the actual name of it um, uh, yeah um, d- doing some briar cleaning and yeah and, yeah and recovering
0: of the space yeah. and I found you yeah I found you to be a very very interesting guy um I think you're the way you look at things for me I feel it's like you have some sort of a bird's eye view I've said this to a couple of people it seems like you have a bird's eye view on different okay. topics and when you say some some of your views on things to me, I'm I'm always taken aback it because it's like I could I would never think that way myself, you know, so it's very mm-hmm. interesting having conversations with you. And that is why I thought it'd be great to even Cormac, we actually individually thought of doing a podcast with you. Nice. Um, so it, it was, was definitely one that was meant to happen. I was really
1: good cool that I met you both also separately and I met Cormac completely by perchance. because mm. mm. I was one evening we were here in, in acolia here in Locru and I was up there with my sandwich and my and my tea and my bottle and my everything and my book and I was just going to sit to cheat in the sun and then I saw him walking up um, with with Megan and I was like, oh, but there's the other brother. Hello. And, and we just started <laughs> chatting and, and yeah, we yeah. went on a
0: bit of a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was going to ask you first is just for the people listening, what was it, so you're from Argentina. Yes. What was it that drove an Argentinian man to come to Ireland <laughs> and join forces with the Fairy Council of Ireland living at Loch Crew in yeah. North County Mead no. a sacred site in Ireland and learning the Irish language so yeah basically <laughs> give a little rundown on how that happened <laughs> the whole
1: thing uh, look looking back now I was thinking this morning how all of that process um, it was a long 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 few years of of, of finding a sort of a I know destination almost and um, I was very very grateful this morning because I remember how clear it was to me even through all of those years that this was the end objective that coming to this land and being a part of whatever it is we are part of (laughs) right here right now uh, there was a certainty there that never quivered um, even through all of my my self-doubt through all of those years of traveling and coming and going and I was working as a freelancer, so traveling around Europe and trying to spend as much time as possible here in, in Ireland. There was a lot of uh, fears and insecurities and confusions about where all of this is going. But looking back now, it's like, well, I did it. So, you know, I was trusting at the end of the day, even though I felt like I wasn't. Basically, there was always this, this attraction I had for um, the idea of Ireland. You know, we, back in South America, we get a very distilled version of you know what life is like here, especially countries assain- with have recorded history as long as Ireland you know. Mm. Um, I am a bit of a strange uh, product because I am a European descent person uh, as many of my um, compatriots back in Argentina uh, we don't have ancestral ties to the land where we grew up. you know our ancestors yeah. in the case came. Killed and settled, and usually it's a bit of a downer, you know, to bring that up. But I think it's such a, an important, um, you know, element of the context. So I look back at you know Ireland, especially when I started understanding Irish history and studying Irish history more. Um, it's just kind of crazy because, as you say, it gives me a bit of a bird's eye view because I I don't really have any spiritual ties to the land where I grew up in, even though I did grow up there. So you know there is a certain tie, but my lot my ancestry comes from here so there's an almost in-betweenness there of you know not belonging here but not belonging there either Mm -hmm. pretty much that I used to struggle with a lot but now I think I've kind of turned it into a bit of a strength because it's that in-betweenness that allows me to have that bird's eye view of some matters um I first came here to Ireland in 2013 with a working holiday visa I lived in Dublin for a year and uh the whole working at a cafe thing and, and, <laughs> and, and partying on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, went to Glendalog and a few other places, and you know, back when I didn't really understand anything, it just all seemed very magical to me castles and stone circles and druids and this and that. I had not a clue about the history or the proper processes or Anglo Irish or anything really <laughs> of the realities of the country. Um, then I went on, on, my, on my traveling journey and I ended up um, being blessed enough that I could um, support myself as a freelancer as I was traveling around as an illustrator so uh, came a time when I sta- I started hearing this call I know back here to actually proper connect to this culture. Um, personally that year that I had in, in Ireland was quite transformative um, even though I didn't engage with the culture that much. Um, But yeah, there was something there that definitely, you know, planted a seed. So a few years later, I suppose, when I was ready for it, I started chasing that again. So I started um, to plan this, okay, I'm going to go back to Ireland for three months, as the law allows me as an Argentinian. Uh, Then I'll go to Europe and then I'll see where it gets me. But, you know, I'll just start walking towards there. And eventually, I know something will happen. In the meantime, in the background, I had, somehow enacted um, the process for the Italian citizenship that it turned out I was able to claim. But that's a long, bloody, stressful <laughs> process that you know could have ended up in nothing. So uh, that was part of the stress and the uncertainties of, of not really knowing what I was doing. Um, so then I started a bit of a, I don't know, a, a yearly routine where I would be for three months here, three months in Europe, three months somewhere else, go back to Argentina, come back to Ireland. And every time, you know, Having to convince uh, an immigration officer that I, you know, I don't mean any problems. I'm just admiring the culture and I'm just traveling as much as I can. Because uh, by then I, I had really started studying um, Irish mythology and history and whatnot and getting really, really involved in, in um, yeah, the study of the thing. So being able to come to the land and actually you know visit these places where the legends I was reading were mm-hmm. set in was to me mind blowing. Back in South America, we don't have a recorded history. Uh, that's that long you know um, so that was a big part of it anyway uh, and yeah and you know and through the years and through all the time that I spent doing that which was a good few I don't know, two or three years uh, just kind of rambling around um, experiences, people places that I connected, Lock Crew here was the first place the first ancient site that I dedicatedly went and you know I came and I stayed for five days that was in 2017 and mm. uh, Again, like not really understanding, not having a clue what are those currents, those piles of rocks up there, um, and yet you know feeling like, oh my God, there's something here that really speaks to me, and I don't know. I started finding that I could be myself more mm. in a sort of a way uh, mm. here than anywhere else that I had been. So, uh, sometime later when the Italian citizenship came through, I, I it's actually. Two years today, that uh, I took the, I came into Ireland last, so I moved officially to Ireland as a European person uh, two, years two years ago. Today. today, yeah,
0: Oi, um, happy Irish birthday! <laughs> <laughs> I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's mad, and all that happened um, throughout. Um, and, you know, to answer the other side of the question of how I ended up working, uh, you know, with the Ferry Council and, and, and yeah, yeah, you know, helping to Monday, all <laughs> of that, <laughs> being a bit of an intro, yeah, um, there was a moment that uh, I think was very um, determining uh, that I would like to share. So, last time I was here as a visitor, it was um, in and around June... 2019 right Um, I was leaving Ireland on the 23rd of June so just after um, summer solstice and the citizenship hadn't come through yet I knew that by the next time I came to Ireland it'd be with the citizenship that was the plan but by god I had no clue how long that would take Mm -hmm. or when it would be Um, and I had I found myself in the hill of Fishnag with, with a good few people um, that now I consider friends. I didn't know anybody really back then. I just kind of knew a few people and I was invited and I was just sitting in a circle with a lot of fairies and a lot of people and and, and having this you know, for the first time kind of observing this living in culture, you know, this almost indigenous, vibe to it of oh, these are the people these are the people that are holding these traditions alive so I was really really inspired and I met a friend that day um, and it was two days before I had to leave and she proposed we came here to Locru to spend the night in her van um, so I was like okay one last check-in with with Le before I go for god knows how long that's amazing and we had a lovely night we were parked up there by the parking lot and we had food and we had a wee little fire and then uh, we went to sleep and I kind of woke up it was summer so it was um, the Sun was rising quite early so I don't know if I even go to sleep at all but as the Sun started to come up it was a gray summer morning I decided to climb up the hill um, I don't know just just felt really compelled to it and there was nobody around it was very early in the morning and I climbed all the way up 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 and I went into the top like onto the top of the current, which um, I know you're not supposed to do by the, you know, official <laughs> advice, but the thing's been there for 5,000 years, I think they're grand, um, <laughs> you know, don't be stamping on them, but, you know, respectfully, and no. I just stood there and the wind was howling so, so, so cold, and the Kelia would be, I suppose, I don't know, a figure that I connected with very early on in the game, a few years before, when I first visited Cru, I immediately had connected with that grandmother energy, and that, um, I don't know, as an archetypal divinity, she resonates a lot uh, with me. She's there, that's a beautiful oh, yes. drawing by yes. Jane Bryson of herself. And um, I was just standing there in the wind and kind of, you know, feeling all of these feelings. I, I was a bit heartbroken. I had just been uh, gonna heartily disillusioned by a handsome fairy I had met in the in the hills a few weeks before with a big, big mouth. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I was leaving Ireland, I didn't really know when would I be back, so, and I just heard his voice in the back of my ear saying, you know, let the wind clean you, yeah. you need a good, a good winding, so, come Italian on. Alex's voice. Yeah, almost, you know, you know, kind of t- telling me, take off the layers, you know, mm. wash yourself mm. in the wind, so I pretty much got naked. There standing in the top of the current uh, and with the freeze. It was summer, but my God, the wind was Baltic. And uh, yeah, just let it like, kind of, you know, let it hit my skin. And this is, you know, I don't know, connecting it now to, you know, the same practice. I would, the same idea, like, I'm um, in the ocean in mm. the cold times. It was a bit of, a, okay, let's test this. And I stood there for a while. And after some time, you know, with the numbness in the body, this almost prayer started coming out of me. Kind of saying, Ireland, I'm here. Like I'm here, use me, almost, Mm. you know, like, you know, I'm looking back, it kind of feels as if that was the moment when when I kind of, you know, submitted to the sovereignty of the land, almost, you know, when I kind of went into my knees and went like, I'm in your service, almost, you know, Mm. and I know that maybe sounds a bit strange, but uh, it's also quite quite mythological, (laughs) Um, and, you know. then began a series of magical coincidences and, and um, serendipities that, you know, lead me to think, well, maybe something does respond. Um, my citizenship was supposed to come in April 2020. It would have come in the middle of the starting of the whole COVID stuff, but by magic almost it came months before, it came in November 2019. And as soon as I got it, I jumped on a plane and I moved here, mm. right before all the madness started. So, mm. like that, there was a lot of um, kind of yeah, funny coincidences that that I think you know made me think that something maybe wants me here. And I don't know. To me, it's 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 the enjoyment of the culture without any previous biases. You know that um, I appreciate a lot as well. I have no bad bad memories of Irish in school. I have no. Mm associations in my head of so even though the more i live here and the more i engage with the culture i start making myself more aware of certain realities you know i mm-hmm. am very much against over glorifying the past yeah, um, yeah. at the same time i do you know unlike any other Irish person that that was born here um i get to enjoy things from a complete clean uh, slate uh, oh, there's a little little a little wasp wasp. oh yeah (laughs) interesting Um, you may see me screaming like a girl if it flies (laughs) to me it's a phobia I have I apologize it's probably the K-lock anyway (laughs) Uh, uh, so yeah I I, I feel like I'm talking a lot Um, that's the point of the podcast that is the point of the podcast yeah Yeah. Uh, look some things happened afterwards Uh, by the end of the first um, lockdown me Lar and Sarah Humble, who's mm-hmm. another of the co-creators of the Fairy Council. Was it
0: Sarah that you spent the night with here at our crew no. before you left? No,
1: no, no that was another Sometimes. person that I kind of lost track of, sadly, not sure okay. where they are. Um, no, there was another happy set of coincidences that brought me to be right here in the perfect time for mm-hmm. uh, be the yeah, deserving of living here for the first lockdown alongside these two wonderful souls, uh, which I had kind of met, but not really. We all kind of, you know, came together here at the time. Sarah and Lar knew each other from before, but um, yeah, it was a, bu- a beautiful, uh, unexpected thing because I had just left, you know, a big, big change of life. I was still kind of finding my bearings living here in Ireland and having that opportunity to be in this beautiful place with a... You know, beautiful people, and um, you know the fairy council dream had been being held already by a good few people. Um, Sarah had been doing for a long time, you know, living in her van and doing her wonderful well work. She had been observing already that there's a great need to start gathering and browsing all the incredible, remarkable people and projects in this land that are happening to caretake the land herself. Yeah. Um, and having this space here during that time really allowed for some of that things to those things to kind of manifest. And I'm a graphic designer, so half jokingly there was suddenly a logo, you know, and and that kind of boosted certain <coughs> things, and all of that, you know, ended up being the foundations of, of many of the things that we are doing now. So it all kind of began here. Um,
0: do you want to do you want to just quickly explain to people what it is the Fairy Council do? Yes. The council um, the Fairy Council of
1: Ireland—it's a um, hub uh, to gather um, projects that are working for the heritage, the language, or the landscape um, in any way, uh, trying to bring a bit of a, you know, bit of unity, a bit of of a realization that we are all working for the safekeeping of the same thing. So, you know, let's co-work, let's talk more, let's 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 all you know organize ourselves and actually enact could change. Um, it's you know, Long term we are aiming at having the enough resources to support you know with um, varying aspects of, of different projects that may need funding or may mm-hmm. need contacts or many materials to actually be done or whatnot. For now we are focusing on because we have limited resources ourselves we are um, and we are doing everything a hundred percent you know ourselves with our own Everything from the branding to the, the gathering of people yeah. and the projects, enacting contact, because much of it is also you know, actually sitting in the presence of these people and then actually meeting yeah. I to eye. It's not just Alex, collect brands that are Irish, no, it's yeah. actually who we are as yeah. people and yeah. I suppose opening spaces where we can have these conversations, you know, uh, what does it mean to be indigenous or not, are we even allowed to use that word or that term? healing spaces, um, I don't know, we see it as a, as a bit of a safe hub where we can recognize each other. Um, I We always say that uh, it's the good people de- doing good work in the good land. That's a bit of a foundation for the name, you know, this idea of the good people out there. Um, I have, I, I am be- very much what they call a humoristic. Uh, humorism is, I think it's a Greek term um, for the idea that mythology has its roots in reality. So like mm. God figures like Zeus, Lu, or Ra, they all could have been actual human beings that were remarkable and could have, um, you know, over time, the legends of their deeds might have become, you know, exaggerated. God, yeah. Mm. And I don't see the fairies as being too different to that or the idea of the fairies. Um, you know, just to give an example, when we gathered in Loker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that day, you know, um, this was not advertised on Instagram, this was not done, anywhere. it was just for us, kind of like to just open a bit of a private space in which to communicate, but through doing a service to the land. And what did we do? We cleared some briars. well, you did, I was, with my back pain, I was sitting by, <laughs> by the fire with the... Uh, you brought
0: me over uh, some nice food. i <laughs> <laughs> sure I
1: went around with water and, and helping with tea and food, but uh, you guys were like, you know, sweating in the sun, taking out all of that briar and, and clearing out this stone circle that was not accessible and after that it was and that happened almost overnight you know what I mean uh, somebody that had been there before and came a few days later without knowing that we were there suddenly oh the stone circle is cleared mm, yes. you know who did this what did this and I don't know if maybe back in the day there wasn't a group of people or many groups of people going around doing good stuff just because it's the right thing to do and sure what else is there to do <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know hard. um there's there's <laughs> we're trying to you know hold enough spaces where you know people that are tired of them the crappy mainstream story can realize that well there's another narrative that we can go to mm-hmm. as well and there is a myriad of great amazing minds and lovely lovely people willing mm-hmm. to co-create and you and, know try and
0: offer an alternative yeah mm-hmm. just on, on that there um, after spending the weekend down in Lockhill with mm. you guys and doing that, I remember, vividly remember the week after. It, Like, just how much joy I had in myself. Like, I was so calm, mm. so calm, so grateful. And we had loads of talks, on. we had a, a lot of talks yeah. on that week, do you know. And um, I don't know, I was just floating through the week, like, so um, yeah. happy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. genuinely just so happy and I think there's a a mixture of things it's it's doing something for the land yeah um, being out in nature for the weekend I basically have my phone off the whole time just yes. a mixture and then presence been, <laughs> yeah sitting around the fire with people mm-hmm. um, Diamond Ling and Siobhan were there Siobhan was reciting some of our poetry Madness. you were singing like <laughs> just so much real co- honest conversation and yes. it's like it just mm filters through in all parts of your life then I think
1: yeah Yeah. and I guess we're trying to bring a bit of awareness to that you know how when you think about it what else could your soul probably want or need Mm. than to be surrounded in a natural setting with around the fire with good Mm. people good food and doing a service to the land doing something for something that's completely bigger than yourself you know and um, I suppose that's what we're all kind of wanting to and and i think that that's organically what we are all gonna um, come to as well and i guess the desire to help comes um, from that side i myself personally you know i've studied and i keep i started like you look at the books that i you know, some of them are oddly specific the, the other day i got the early Irish monastic schools I'm very excited mm. for it uh, but I have to be in the right yeah. set of mind yeah, to read that kind of very stuff very old looking book <laughs> but um, you know there's a I think about a lot uh, you know what could I contribute I had to go you know, to an unrelated um, thing that I'm not gonna into now I had to, I had to write a letter to the Irish government uh, around like a year and a half ago uh, expressing my interest in living within Ireland as an Italian citizen uh, so officially I moved here I had to obtain what's called a habitual resident condition something that means that I officially live here and I had to write you know I, I had to appeal to them and give them a very clear reason so I ended up writing to them a letter a three page beautiful. If they ever write the biography of my life, that letter will be included there because it was one of my <laughs> finest hits. Uh, not a word of a lie in it, though, but I just, you know, I opened up to the inbox. I was actually here in the hostel here in La Cruz during lockdown. I was staying there alone. Um, and I just sat and I wrote you know, the story of why I am doing all of these things. You know, uh, how I feel like all of this, those years traveling around Ireland and all the people I met and all the friends I made and the kindness of people and the kindness of the land and the experiences I had, they really, really made me, you know, who I am now. And I know part of the desire to live here comes from, you know, the more I study and the more I live here, the more I recognize that there is something here that's that has been somehow somewhat conserved. And i'm gonna go in a bit abstract here but please bear with me basically you know that there is something here in ireland that is very important very dear and it's gonna be very necessary to be shared with the world i don't know if it is uh, wisdom i don't know if it is a custom or a certain kind of magic or the way of doing something or what but i know your relentless survivalism the way that this culture you know has been subject to onslaught and and, and 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 cultural genocide and and physical genocide as well and you know and yet it survived the language itself survived and it's and it's coming back and and yeah. you know that you're me, it yourself
0: aren't you i am
1: and and maybe because of my in-betweenness and because i am a bit of you know i'm the product of that colonial power that came and settled and succeeded in that, you know, I am kind of like, you know, a sample of what could have happened here if the colonial power had succeeded. Now there's, I'm sure there's people out there that would say that the colonial power did succeed. But I think, you know, as a foreigner and as a complete, you know, as an observant, I suppose, from the outside um, of all that happened, I am just aghast with wonder that anything survived at all. And I guess maybe that's part of the why, I don't know, I'm still masticating on that one, but Mm. uh, there's something precious. Is what I'm trying to say. I think here, and um, I know I I don't like. I think of anything more useful to do than to try and understand it better or and support <coughs> it. Um, not many people know this, but uh, when Rome was falling and you know the world was falling into the dark ages, and all the books were being burnt and all of this, the Christian monks were here in Ireland copying all of down all of that information. Uh, we all know now who Aristotle is thanks to the Irish monks and I'm like it's mad that not more people are aware of this (laughs) you know what I mean Ireland has saved the world before and that's just the one time we kind of know I'm pretty sure it must have happened before them time and time again so I don't know we are living in very unprecedented times and I couldn't think of a better place in which to be than here at this moment because I think maybe we are incubating something here that's going to be very very needed in the Mm. times that are coming (coughs) yeah.
2: So <coughs> somebody please ask something <coughs> frivolous please, before this <laughs> I was about to ask a question and that's never uh, frivolous so I was deep um, no I just found it—I find it fascinating just listening to you there um, and especially how you touched on going back a bit to the point about your purpose and like how you just asked Ireland like what do you need from me mm. um, <laughs> because funny enough I went travelling uh, for a couple of years um, and then came back just at the around the same time you came back to Ireland right. it was just January uh, 2020 um, and I, after a couple of experiences I had on my travels it was a very spiritual journey I went through Central America and Mexico and um, I realised my purpose was in education and to bring kind of just to walk my path and like I've healing and becoming who I am Mm -hmm. and learning about myself and I've obviously a big um, enthusiasm for wisdom and knowledge and I was like walking my own path but also helping to create a path for other people that's like an alternative to the school system so I don't think in some way I chose that but at the same time I don't really think you get to choose your purpose a lot of the time i think your purpose chooses you well, it's kind of i'm always wondering that because i was like is it a mix of the two or because i know a lot of people at the moment like friends and stuff that are trying to discover i don't know what my purpose is and i think there's a lot of people that yeah. don't know what it is and i even tried to write a book to help people discover that but at the same time i'm not even sure if the book will do it justice because sometimes you don't choose it, it just chooses you. So I think um what do you think is is the balance there on, and how does does someone discover the purpose if they are a mm. bit lost? I think it's both. I definitely agree that, you know,
1: it is almost thrust upon you, you know, once but you need to make yourself available to it. You need mm. to, you know, have done enough shadow work, you know, enough ugly messy inner work in order to be ready to actually accept accept mm-hmm. that uh, I can tell you for myself that I don't know there's also the, it's also the, the trusting that okay I may not know where the hell I'm going but you know almost blindly mm-hmm. I'm gonna go this way I was told uh, you know right before all of this happened and way before the fairy council stuff came to be and was not I was told uh, I was given a message that was uh, darken your path and I was like, "What does that mean?" And one, not too long after, I I, I was, you I had the hermit archetype in my head, and I saw this this beautiful card, tarot card of the hermit, you know, in darkness, holding the staff and the and the star, you know, with the knowledge, just a kind of you know, um, lamp guiding mm-hmm. through. And I thought, right, I think maybe it has to do with my compulsion to always, you know, I'm a, I I, I struggle with anxiety and with, you know. Lots of, I suppose, uh, faults of thought in a mm. sort of in a sort of a way. Um, so I concern myself a lot with things that I really shouldn't because they take away my energy. But I would tend to always need kind of to you know see very far far ahead. And I think that advice of darken your path was a bit of mm. kind of like be comfortable com- with having the small lamp, yeah. just a few steps ahead. Yeah, yeah it's bad it like you know. Uh, so I don't know why I ended up. Um, talking about that just now, but uh, I was always incredibly lucky and blessed and even wealthy, I would say, in that I kinda knew more or less. I don't know exactly, if I didn't know the what, Mm -hmm. I knew more or less the where, you know, I knew Mm -hmm. that it was not in Argentina, I knew that it was probably in a place like this, I knew that it and I no, it's the same thing as you. You know, I've seen what not knowing mm. does to a lot of people, and the pain that can come from not having a clue. You know, mm. and time is going by, and there's nowadays also we live in a again in an unprecedented time where you could become anything, really. You know, if you mm. are somewhat blessed to be born in a in a certain social economic level, you can pretty much choose mm. to become mm-hmm.
2: whatever you fucking I, want, I and think that's that's part of the problem as well. There's too much yeah options. There's too many alternatives and. It's like back in the day, we didn't have that problem because if your father was a farmer, mm. you just became the farmer or whatever. In you a just sense, kind of followed the family tradition in a lot of the time. And I think now it's like it can go anywhere, it can be anything. And it's like a para- paralysis of choice. Like we are living in a time where I think, at least even within my own growth, uh,
1: it's become about, you know, we are all seeing both sides, both the light and the dark side of everything much more by default. I think we, up until now, we were much more prone on, on just looking at the good side of things, you know, mm-hmm. and failing to understand that everything, by nature, if there's something that's good, it has to have, that has a good yes. side, it has to have a low side. And within my own growth, the more at peace I am with that, the easier it's getting to navigate things. Like when I go, okay, I am wanting to sort myself out with driving, say, because mm-hmm. my and license serves for nothing, that's another Irish experience I'm having, having <laughs> to go through the whole NDLS, I approve oh, my, my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am also making myself aware that, yeah, it's going to be great to drive, but there's going to be insurance, there's going to be yeah. breakdowns, there's going to be expenses, there's going to be stresses attached to it. And I, when those stre- stresses come, I don't want to go, oh, no, what a surprise, there's a dark side. I want to just know that there's going to be a dark side and mm-hmm. you know, not let it be a shock. So with that, I suppose, finding a purpose uh, you know, is starting to be shown in that same way. Yes, we can go and do and become anything right now, And that's great in a way, but the shadow aspect of that is, Mm. many of us are gonna go a bit cuckoo about it because it's too much. You can only choose one or two things, or three at most, I'd say, and you are not choosing thousands. Mm -hmm. You know, it is enough to make anybody crazy.
0: What I think on that is, like you said, back in the day, you just followed the family tradition. Mm. I think it's a great thing that we have the choice. Mm. And I know from my own personal experience, I was overwhelmed by that I suppose um, didn't know where the hell I was going and I got so overwhelmed that I stayed in the same rut I was yes. in mm. yes. so unless you take time to sit with yourself find out what kind of practices work for you as in to connect back to yourself then you might be able to hone in on them few things um, Yeah, you know I mean otherwise I think what a lot of people do and I've noticed is they have all these ideas of things they want to do but they just talk about them yeah and they're not sitting down I was a um, not a victim I was a culprit of this as well right of just having all these ideas saying them out but not actually sitting down and focusing and and breaking it down what are the steps I need to do to get towards these like these are the ones I want to do what am I going to do for it instead of just like you have to take responsibility to do that absolutely yeah like the people that are getting overwhelmed and have all these, um, what was that word you said of something of choice? The paradox the paradox of paradox. choice. Mm. It's just because they're they're not sitting down and sitting with themselves yeah. and figuring out what it is. Do I like to do? This is what I maybe yeah. want to do. These are the steps we need to take to get towards this. Yeah. In, and I think
2: like a, just on t- add on to that, I think a lot of the time we think what we want to do with our minds without, mm. as Dario said, sitting and like listening to the heart or the intuition which is it already knows well i believe it already knows what you want to do when you take that time or knows what you're being called to do right Um. but we can get caught up in the head of like i think i could be good at this and i could make money there and you know there's Mm. opportunities there but that's not really what you want that's kind of what you think you should do and that's the that's another trap i think people go down there's many sides to it i think there's uh a
1: you fit that in the.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm nice and comfy here. Um,
1: I think you know there's many aspects um, to that. What you just said there. Um, say, on one aspect, you have the, I don't know, say the monetization aspect of it. You have the the self fulfillment aspect of it. You have the health. It's can we foster a context? That actually allows people to find what they, what their bliss is, mm-hmm. more easily, more more smoothly than having to be trying all of this stuff. Because yes, there may be so many options out there, but if society itself, or like exactly the work that you guys are doing with Wolf Academy, helps the young ones have better tools mm. to navigate those feelings, to do their inner work, to mm. be able to recognize toxic positivity online. You know and and this idea that it's all just scented candles and and burning sage when it's <laughs> actually you know sitting in the darkness crying mm. because you are 36 years old and like i am and you do not know how to cope with this very tough emotion you know and finding ways to do so um mm. again i think that society you know or again with individuals like you guys we are coming to a place where especially the young ones are being given more better tools to do that but it has to be also you know a Collective effort of of mm. of, of a change in attitude um, to enable those things. Um, I think much of that pain and much of that inaction that you were just speaking about uh, stems from the fact that deep down we know that everything has its low side. If something has its high side, it's gonna have its low side, and that puts us off because you know we've been so trained to go for the quick retribution mm. and to and to actually shun the dark side of things we don't like talking about deaths. we don't like talking Mm. about the ugly you know messy bits as a society especially here in the west Um, and I think the more space you know there is for those kind of conversations you know there's Mm. lots of work being done with grief all of Mm. these men's circles that are popping up and there's all all of this space that is being opened to actually allow the to shine some light of awareness into um, you know the unacknowledged and the repressed and the Mm. You know that ugly, nasty work. Um, that's that's so hard. And uh, again, give people more better tools to find their bliss. That is something that mm. um, Sarah asks uh, a lot. Uh, when when we get a chance to actually meet people that we're gonna you know have in the council and and, and endorse them, um, but not. It's a beautiful question to ask people, mm. and you sh- and you should see what it inspires sometimes. In yeah. in even in just in their eyes, like oh, huh, what is my bliss? You know what yeah. gives you that feeling? What is your bliss? Yeah, you yeah, know, if like Joseph he, if Campbell, follow your bliss. Joseph Campbell yeah. is my shepherd. Yeah, um, yeah his, his mm. work and his and his mythological theories really did a number on me. During all of those years that I was traveling and trying to yeah. get myself here, mm. uh, they did. Um, and then all of this work, you know, that's, that is being done in a more bespoke um, fashion. Uh, again, at the beginning of that lockdown here, I was working with something that, you know, within myself... Um, that I think I've come, you know, quite far from. I started analyzing the relationship between my masculine aspect and my feminine aspect. How does my male Mm -hmm. treat my female and vice versa? Mm -hmm. And noticing that my male side was actually quite abusive to my female Mm -hmm. side. You know, my my male side was being, you know, too blamey of too much sensitivity or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. too many. And I started working... um, with that within myself quite a bit and now i am in a process where i don't know almost by by opposites um and finding that the that the old wise sovereign energy of you know what we could call the goddess that's very present in the mythology of this land of course it was the goddess of the land who gave the king the capacity to rule Uh, you know speaking about kingship and within our ourselves within our own kingdoms you know that that a male journey of stepping up into our own power and, and actually, you know, behaving like the king, so we all can be. I'm um, finding a lot of um, richness in working with the sacred female in that way to putting myself, let that old wise female energy teach me how to be a man. And there's a lot of work with that, uh, yeah, which wouldn't be completely intuitive. But uh, the more I think about it, the more sense it makes. Mm. You know. And again, there's many of the old stories that are re- reflected in the in the medieval mythology. Kukulan w- would go to sit with the old wise woman to learn how to be a proper warrior before actually, you know, going into battle. And I don't know there's been a lot of work you know that I've been going through within my own head I- within the journey and you know and working with all of these archetypes that we have talked about especially you and me that we have talked about that in the past the role of the warrior the role of the king mm-hmm. the role of the of the grinder worker you know the, the just being there do, doing the groundwork, work and, and all of these archetypes that we can step into um, I think they all coming back to the original question I think we have by now a lot of tools that we can use to, to, to yeah. find our own bats
0: um, uh, more and more. Um, <laughs> I forgot where that question started.
2: Oh, I was like, I actually was, I'm really intrigued by the archetypes as well. It's uh-huh. Something I've only dabbled in a tiny bit, but like, haven't really understood fully, like, say, the warrior or the king. Mm. Um. Obviously, I'm kind of attracted to them too. Obviously, because they sound cool, but like, yeah. What for you? What is the king archetype? Archetype for like a man, and like, do you think it's important that men kind of start recognizing their ability to be their own yeah. king, as you said, within their own kingdom? And what is that?
1: I'd say so. Um. I have a well, my my, soul brother. Uh, he's an Argentinian as well he lives in Dubai and I pretty much grew up with him from a teenager onwards uh, we shared a path and and, and he's you know, a very very important person in my life and um, growing up we always worked uh, with those with the archetypes of the magician mm-hmm. which which would always resonate with me a lot and he is a Leo himself and the idea of the king always resonated with him a lot so during our explorations during our paths during our um experiencing with with psychotropics and whatnot. Uh, we always worked you know when we would compare our findings of what, of, about this mapping of being alive <laughs> uh, we would both he would bring it more from that aspect than me from this other aspect and yeah. over time I don't know the more I started working with the male within me and especially I suppose my case is a bit unique because I am a gay a, a, I am a gay man so Not that it changes everything, but the experience of maleness itself is probably pretty different to the experience of maleness of a straight guy. So um, I don't know, I was kind of, for the longest time, I would shy away from the idea of kingship I suppose. Maybe because I didn't understand it very well. Um, Again, this is something that medieval Irish mythology, which is the only mythology there is uh, regarding ancient Ireland, um, helped me navigate. Some of that as well. This idea that the king is only so because the goddess, the mm-hmm. land herself, allows him to be, gives him the right. You're not born into kingship. You are not, uh, you know, given it. You mm-hmm. earn it, but you're mostly are given it by the female, I suppose. And that can mean, you know, the female within you. I think the more I started looking into the relationship with, be, between those two energies within me the more this idea the more comfortable i became with the idea of, of kingship as a man and the more i understood that the way to kingship is through embracing that those feminine aspects of mm. wisdom of 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 compassion of uh, which doesn't has nothing to do with gender though eh? yeah. it has nothing to do with yeah, yeah. with with uh, feeling less or more like a man uh, it's about those two principles within us and we call them feminine and masculine we could call them Whatever other
0: yeah, tag yeah, there is for
1: polls supposed, so and um, there's some I don't know, almost like chemical process there that's very interesting. Um, kingship to me is stepping into your power, stepping into into you know self responsibility, self sovereignty, mm-hmm. your boundaries, your self love, your capacity to actually stand up and go and do to pass from talking. Mm-hmm. To actually doing but we are never the one thing though mm-hmm. you know um the idea of warrior the notion like the the warrior archetype never really worked with me it's only now starting to be something that i feel comfortable calling myself even mm-hmm. you know because i was much more always you know less sword and more magic wand <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and it's you happening. know books and oh, yeah. and the knowing and the and the studying and um <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) and you know it's allowing i have actually i wrote here the other day um the warrior is there to support the king uh Mm -hmm. this was told by Mm -hmm. a very good friend of mine called connell who uh, lived out in the in, in, in abroad from ireland for many many years and he's one of the many people i have met in the last year and a half or two years that have returned well, you are one I suppose, <laughs> uh, yeah. come back to Ireland after being abroad and they are not really sure why but he's one of the many many incredible beautiful talented dignified true men that I call my friends you know that I have you know the pleasure to be in the company of and he was saying this the other we were on a conversation and he said the warrior is there to, to support the king mm-hmm. and I don't know I guess I bring it up because there comes a time when you can work with this or that other archetype and it's cool to be flowing with that. and remember that you can just fit them on and they all have something to offer you and mm. you will... There's not the one path. I don't mm. believe that there's yes. the one way to get to these things. And the word king has a lot of shortcomings, has a lot of, of mm. colonial implications. Maybe it's not even the right word. Mm. Yes. But I think it comes down at the bottom, bottom line and this is, I suppose, what I, the main point I want to make. Is that achieving self empowerment, achieving self sovereignty by submitting yourself to something bigger than yourself? And what's bigger than yourself than the land? What other thing is there than the land itself? Um, it, to me, at least, it has led me to understand that whatever skills I have, whatever goodness I can master, whatever you know mastery I have obtained over anything, it's never just for me. Mm. It's always for society and the land. Even, and mm. until I understand that completely, there's very little I can actually do for anybody else than myself. So, and I guess bringing it back to the fairy council intention, um, I guess that's the main line. We are trying to gather the people that have understood that it's never just for you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we always relate back to this. Uh, to the story of Lou coming to the gates of Tara and being asked by the doorman uh, what skill he was bringing to court, you know, to the court of King Noara. You know, that was the first thing that to be given access oh, yes. even, you know, it, the measure was what useful thing do mm-hmm. you bring to the whole?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I suppose there's something really beautiful about starting to slowly and with gentleness, but starting to shift our lifestyles towards a more... Skill based, mm-hmm. uh, said you know interactions. Mm-hmm. See that again. That log good experience with us, you mm-hmm. saw how that even that very simple thing kind of allowed for everybody's strengths to show yes. and, and and shine and be useful. You know, the one that was good mining the the box was doing that. The one that was yes. good cooking was cooking. The one that was pushing all the briar was doing it. And mm-hmm. you know, it kind of flows and and mm-hmm. it's it I think that
2: balance in the society. Yes. Of. Whereas a, a lot of people, I think, are. Trying to Like you see Instagram these days Everyone's comparing Themselves about mm-hmm. Like you have in your profile Like this is what I'm doing Or Co-, We see a lot of The work we're in Is like coaches And all that yeah. And everyone's Like trying to be yeah. You know A better coach Than everyone else Or something Instead of Just following your own Like some, one of the lads I was actually Talking to recently was like "Oh, I, I want to do this I can help people With like Healthier lifestyles And like light, Getting more light exposure And movement And grounding And stuff like that But I think I probably need to be a personal trainer as well to get in I was like you don't need to be a personal trainer it's like you don't need to do that because everyone else is a personal trainer Yeah. yeah. so it's like everyone's kind of trying to do the same thing a lot of the time and I think instead of just accepting you don't have to try and compare with other people and just do your own thing and then there's there's going to be a space for that somewhere if you do that really well absolutely and I think and also that there's no better or worse role it's like we just every role is necessary like someone has to do the briars Someone has to do the book And doesn't matter Exactly Yeah There's no like I'm better than you Because I'm doing the briars It's like That's just that's Nonsense just Colonial it's Modern an Ego and, Yeah bullshit exactly. mindset Yes
1: uh, I tie that back a lot With what Mankan was saying On the interview He did over a year ago I think it was with you guys uh, I have it very fresh Because I li- listened to it yesterday But He was saying something About the need To almost become This persona Yes Not not as a fake thing, but because it's partly the rule of the game, I suppose, mm-hmm. you need to present a certain way. Yes. Sadly. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's also for the work that you're trying to come to make across. Mm-hmm. It's a huge ego dangerous trap yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. to be sure. I struggle with it myself, yeah. especially, you know, the more notoriety I, I ended up having in the last few months when all of the kinda fairy council stuff started to become more and more known. You start getting more aware of how do you behave, how do you present, what do you say? Am I adding value? Am I just the? Am I just feeding my ego? Mm-hmm. Many times, but then you know, it's it's very new. We are not, you know, we've never had this before. This way of mm-hmm. connecting. The other day, I shared a photo of the afternoon, of the evening over there, the sunset, and I said something about you know something that I was telling myself, which was, hey, it's okay to feel lazy and sleepy and groggy this is the time for it, we are in the dark season of the year, Mm. so it's grand, it's okay that your habits and your routines tune with the nature out there, allow yourself that. And I shared that, and and then I I had the guilt thing, like, oh, you know, am I trying to prove to anybody that I'm living under these ancient precepts, and I'm so spiritual, Mm -hmm. because I... But then I had a couple of people going, hey, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I live in a city where it's very hard to remember that the days are shorter, because...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and,
1: and you're reminding me of that, so thank you. So then you think, okay, well, then maybe there is a usefulness mm. to that, you know. So mm-hmm. I guess it's again about balance and keeping yourself in check. And, um, I think
0: it's balance. Yeah. Balance is huge. Just going back, I wanted to go back to what you were saying about finding a purpose with something greater than yourself, like mm. the land. Because it just reminded me of not long after Lock Gore, for a long time, I'd been saying to Karmic, I've been saying to a few people, I had wanted to go into the forest for three days yeah. three nights um, I don't know why the tree but I did anyway I mean. yeah and um, I did it a while back or a few weeks ago and um, I went there with no distractions so no food no books no phone no watch I got dropped there so I had no car to retreat to I went to a secluded place so I had no houses to walk to mm-hmm. I didn't want any way out um, which was good because on the first day Detoxing from, say, my phone, communicating with people—that was tough. Yeah. Brought up a lot of fear mm-hmm. and anxiety. That, um, and it was just purely because I couldn't connect to anyone, right? So sitting there a day in, started getting more calm because I started feeling connected to the land around. Mm-hmm. I was in the forest, and after about two and a half days of sitting, it ran. It's, it rained the whole time, so I couldn't even distract myself with walks. Really, um, <laughs> I had to sit in the tent. <laughs> And it was coming towards the end and I had an experience. We were talking about the ego. I was saying this comic ready. And I was just kind of sitting in my head and I was I was like, okay. I'm kind of was talking to the ego. I was like, you just need to park yourself here for a moment. Nice. And I'm just going to go and sit in this vibration. <laughs> okay. And I was sitting there and I had parked the ego. I've seen it vividly. And I kind of feel like that was me getting out of my way mm-hmm. out, um, getting out of my head and I started talking and what was coming out was protect the land and then I started saying connect to the land connect to yourself connect to others and in that order yeah <laughs> Do you know that started coming out and I was like this is why I've been being called out here right to get this realisation that we need to protect the land, or we become very disconnected from ourselves, mm-hmm. very disconnected and from everyone. Yeah. Um. I also started thinking. I was like, cause I'd read something about the wolves who were the protectors of this land years and years ago, and it's just ironic. We called Wolf Academy, well, <laughs> Wolf Academy. But regardless of that, that kind of really sat with me, and I was like, a lot of time we're telling people to connect with themselves. What the fuck does that mean? Mm. If you just go out, a simple way maybe to to try start doing that is go for walks in nature in the forest do something for nature what's that mean sit and listen to it plant a plant yeah just basically like engage engage with it yeah Mm. in Um, an expansive way like yeah and kind of get out your own way and just and obviously like don't bring a phone with you just spend time in it that's and that will help you connect with yourself Mm. you know that's because I always said that I was like I'm always I love coming into like you know when we were doing the circles just sitting in the forest yeah I think that creates a huge extra power being in the elements doing those circles Absolutely. rather than in those yeah. um but the point i was trying to make was yeah i think it's that's why i'm feeling such like these heightened levels of joy and happiness these days because i have found something higher than myself to give my energy to which is the exactly. land because yeah. i'm experiencing feelings of happiness joy now it's not all bliss like i'm still no, getting those not. bad things but I have something to connect back to which is the land <laughs> a little tether to reality yeah you know? and yeah. it's not that i even missed or that i was trying to get these feelings that i'm having now, because i didn't know they existed right that's a little bird but yeah i didn't know they existed so it's like mm. it's just i can't stress enough about connecting to something like that
1: it's the it, I, I think it's the base of everything you know we can sit here and discuss all human rights matters for hours on end but if th- with the ecology in the state that it is
0: mm. and that's why I think what the Gaelic Woodland Project are doing that's why I contacted them right was because I've been getting this call nice. <laughs> Um, you guys knew Owen that's actually why I met up with Sarah first Sarah oh, yeah. from the really? council. Oh council i have been getting a call to do something with the land Cormac said he was meeting Sarah he's like maybe you could come down she might know someone right. and then she yeah. said, mentioned Owen so it's like all connected and that's how I ended up that's how I ended up meeting you i was like, <laughs> gone down to Sarah that time that is so mad because in the weird. meantime while everything all of that was happening
1: I became one of the directors of that charity as well so yeah, here we are weird. all already co-creating yeah. you know and the more we do that the more there's to be because community is the other side of it as well we cannot do it alone you cannot protect the land in any sort of way Mm -hmm. just by yourself you know so it starts kind of you know retrofitting each other and it's been tried before i don't know what makes us think that look when all of this started and me and Sara were saying that you know this could go places this could go places but you know again keeping our own egos in check as Mm -hmm. well We had to sit there for a moment when it was starting to get you know as big as it is now we were like okay let's just agree now that if it becomes only what it already is that's fine you know Mm -hmm. we don't need to be this huge organization with like you know a foundation with this and that and even if it becomes just this little self-made website Mm -hmm. where we are showcasing Cool things and amazing people, then that's fine. Surely it's Mm -hmm. gonna grow more than that. But if it doesn't, you're fine. Yeah, and it's not about keeping a low um, expectation, or Mm in a way, it it is, but it's just being okay with what we're already achieving, you know, and not Mm -hmm. pressuring ourselves into having to become anything else. Mm -hmm. But also the awareness that we can only do this because she and I happen to have the lifestyle. That allows us to have time to give to that it's not like we're special it's not like we have any i mean if anything yeah i suppose we have the passion but we are also two people that happen to have the lifestyle that allows for that kind of work Mm -hmm. i can live here i am single i don't have all of my family is back the other side of the world i have no family commitments taking my time you know, I am pretty much a free agent. I'm very, flo- I'm, I'm frugal, I don't need much to be happy. I live here and I feel like a freaking king. Like, oh my God, <laughs> kings don't live this relaxed. You know, yeah. and am cozy. Uh, but it's only thanks to that, that we just happen. Like, if we just feel like this could have, we are just channeling something that, you know, is coming through us because we were available. Yeah. You know, by no in no means or fashion, the idea of the free Council is ours, you know, exclusively yeah. in any way. If anything, we are striving a little bit to find the balance between the co creation aspect, as in, and, you know, actually opening up, you know, help by other people, and at the same time, making sure how can we do that while ensuring that the ethos stays clean. So for now, we are still learning, and, in fact, you know, we haven't been active, properly active for a year, even, you know, and it's yeah. gone so far and wide. So, you know, we are okay with taking it um very, very slow and, and yeah. taking our time and understanding that. Yeah, the ecology has to be a big, a big part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Without that, there's no, there's no need of discussing anything else really, because mm-hmm. there's not gonna be a land in which yes. anything for it, for anything to happen. I think that's know? the
0: realization I had, mm-hmm. do you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of realization. And it was, I wouldn't have got that realization if I hadn't surrendered myself to the land. The surrendering is the like, word, though. Yeah. No? yeah, surrendering and trusting.
1: And it just goes so against what society probably wants of you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt, uh, I, I I stopped smoking tobacco, um, I think, four or five months ago. And it's great because I found a way to for it not to be, you know, I didn't suffer. I have not suffered one bit for it. And But I remember when I was thinking of it and just getting myself to that place of, okay, fuck it, I'm going to do it. A big motivator was, what a nice little punch in the face of, of darkness to all of the darkness in the world Mm. I cannot do much but I can take this one tiny step towards goodness for myself Mm. you know this is something that I can do and it's a bit like a in your face low vibration (laughs) you know (laughs) kind of like take this and I just got a lot of motivation I was thinking okay this is something that I can actually do Mm. and and I'm not saying I'm going to fix world hunger by, 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 by stopping smoking but it's one less crappy things happening in the world Mm. you know it's one and i say it in a sense because i thought you know i was feeling completely you know that it'd be such a hard thing to do which it wasn't in the end but i smoked for uh, 20 years Mm. so i thought it was gonna be you know a huge thing and it's taking that plunge you know it's kind of taking that jump into the unknown and and Mm. realizing that you're always gonna be held you're always gonna be falling Mm. into a Feather mattress, if you
2: are jumping with you know, with truth and
0: honesty,
2: mm, I suppose. Yeah, um, I, I think I yes, yeah, str- struggle a lot as well with like s- fully surrendering at times because my mind is very active and, like you said earlier, trying to see the future. <laughs> which is, I would say, I have like a vision for what we're doing with Wolf Academy and stuff like that, yeah. but I can't, like, that's necessary to start. You need a vision of where you want to get to, but I think it's, I'm just learning to let go of the mind's like need for certainty and just start trusting and yeah, lowering the light a bit closer to my feet so I just see a few steps yeah. ahead. And I just enjoy things way more because there's no... If you start looking too far in the future, just all those worries and stresses, like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? It's like, we'll figure it out on the way. Yeah. Like mm. We've figured it out this far and just enjoy the fucking journey because it's, it's like classic advice, but it is an amazing journey to be
1: on no, and much of it yeah. is, is self self-taught self-found you know mm. much of it is, is this, again this balance between following certain people's um, I don't know. knowledge that they left behind on how to navigate mm. the labyrinths but at the same time knowing that you're placing your own mm. trail as they say
0: yes,
1: you know yes. and it's beautiful when because when you put yourself in that path you start also copying on that there's lots of people around you mm in similar ones and Mm. you can support each other you can you know get motivation from
2: knowing that what you're doing could inspire somebody else yeah and that's a huge part of it because sometimes you feel even though me and Daryl work together which is makes it easier for us like Mm. there's two of us going through you know the hard parts when you're you don't know what you're doing at the start Mm -hmm. you're trying to figure things out (laughs) and it's very hard being by yourself with that at least me and Daryl had each other but even still sometimes it's nicer to hear other people that are like oh it's inspiring what you're doing because sometimes you you always question, like, am I on the right path? Yeah. Like, am I doing, is this what I should be doing or whatever? So it's just, it's great to have a community of people. And it seems like we've just stumbled into this community, like, mm. the last while. Yeah. Kind of since starting the podcast, really. It kind of just went yes, on a little tangent a on unbelievable its own. Journey, but you're guided, aren't you? Yeah, Almost. And mm. it is, like, there is something else
1: guiding it. Like, And that's people, another beautiful yeah. thing of this country. I can mm. tell you, coming from a huge, huge country of 45 million people as well. Ireland, it's tininess yes. allows for some really sound connections to be mm. made quite quickly because there's not yes. that many of us yeah, in this land. It
0: really does happen. Like, it's, yeah. uh, like what you were talking about there about hearing someone else and getting inspired by Like I was chatting with Owen from the Gaelic Woodland Project yeah. on mm. the phone for a long time and even listening to his idea for that. Um, Forrester I know like, and, and, and it's just hell. contagious his enthusiasm uh,
1: yeah. is out of this world yeah, he think. is such an inspiring human being oh mm. my god mm. uh, and you can feel it coming through him you know yeah, and you recognise yeah. it and you're yeah, like yeah. ah yeah it's through there that's yeah. the kind of people that I want to see yeah, in the company it's
0: like, yeah I just like yeah whatever I, anything we can do to help I put your name down, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, I hear <laughs> I I, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I hear oh, you man. are
1: doing though something quite epic, and we were gonna be yeah. discussing um, social media communication strategies for it. But this might as well be yeah. be the first one that that anyone hears of it. You yeah, guys will yeah, be yeah. doing
0: some. Yeah, we're gonna do a walk um, in aid of the Gaelic woodland project to raise money for them. Um, it's gonna be the Wicklow Way, nice, which is 127 kilometers. We're gonna start. We're gonna go south to north. So we'll be starting s- down in Carlo. Can't remember the name of the place. Oh, you're gonna start down and we're go up. Start down yeah, yeah, yeah. and go up. Ah. And we're gonna finish yeah. in Marley Park. Wow. Um, It'd be nicer to walk towards with a big the party light, Someone said. Yeah. Someone <laughs> yeah. just said you. At least at the end you're gonna see um, some lights. It'll be like you'll know you're coming. To walk the finish towards. Round. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's um,
1: nice. So you're gonna do this during a whole day. We're gonna do it in one day. It's
0: well, thirty. Thirty no, is it? I I think. I've looked at it now, if we keep a pace of 5.3 kilometers <laughs> an hour, we'll do it in 24 hours.
1: Oh my god, so, and you're doing this in December, so
0: much of it is going to be in yeah, darkness. 4th of December, yeah, uh-huh. December. So much of it will be in the dark, like you said. Maybe you should be carrying little hermit lanterns to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. darken your path. <laughs> make it worse, uh, make... <laughs> walk straight out the edge of the mountain. Howling, yeah, all howling. Well wow. yeah, that's the that's the challenge we're gonna do. Um, that's incredible. And Owen's see, gonna get on board himself, as far as I know. Yeah, um, he was on to me the other day going, are you joining us? And I'm like yeah, I may be waiting for you in certain parts and give you water and, and, <laughs> and support. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, we will need to we need to organise this properly because the last time we did a challenge we didn't have it organised yeah. and it could have went very south. Yeah, we we're yeah. lucky it didn't. We will. Um so we'll organise it properly. Um we're gonna call it the Way for the Woods because we're doing it for the Woodland project. And it's called the Wicklow Way, so the way for the Woods. Well, Unless you have any <laughs> other ideas on that, but that's what I, I like, like.
1: I very much like the way for the Woods. I think we can tune in the bespokeness a little bit higher and maybe do something with the weak or the low or the high or the Saint Kevin's or the I don't know, we'll see. We'll yeah, have a yeah, yeah. we'll yeah, have yeah. a branding brain brainstorming yeah. after the podcast
2: interview. I yeah, so. yeah, yeah. so <laughs> just just for anyone listening, what what is the vision for the woodland Gaelic Woodlands project? Mm. Or do you want to share that?
1: Um, yeah, it's uh, the woodland. So far, have uh, you know a long history of uh, conflict and and, and, and mismanagement. Uh, so I suppose what the Gaelic woodland project is trying to do is um, to get to give people the opportunity to come together and create a native woodland, um, pretty much that can. You, you can rest assured it's gonna be there um, pretty much forever and long term because of the way that the whole program is done. Mm. Each person that contributes, you become a guardian of that woodland. You're gonna own literally mm. a tiny piece of. You it become wood. a wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's material, it's son of the land. land. Yeah, so that ensures that when the wood, when once once it's working, that mm. cannot be taken away because it needs to be purchased. You know, each little tiny parcel mm. needs to be purchased out oh. of these thousands of people. Um so that's very be- that's very empowering and um, so it's the creation of a native woodland that is not, you know, dependent on anything else than the people to yeah. actually function and work. Yeah. It's gonna be dedicated um, to the Irish diaspora and to the Irish immigrants. So there's gonna be, you know, a strong um, aspect on remembrance of all of those souls that had to emigrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of those people out there that still, you know, carry that Uh, thing within them and you know that Irishness that's that's kind of through that horrible 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 um, event of misery that that happened in this island mid 1800s uh, the the magical Irishness kind of through that got spread all around the world Mm. and I do not know if that isn't a bit of a silver lining to the tragedy Mm. because your again your capacity for survival your wit your creativity your way of facing up to strive with jokes and laughter mm. that got spread throughout the world. And I suppose this is a bit of a way to celebrate that as well. You know, mm. that, uh, and many people feel this connection. They won't be able to travel, or, but they can say own mm. a tiny little piece of this forest That's and know so that cool. they are, they're keeping it for their own children. Yeah. So, you know, it's just become a, an official charity. We are relaunching the website, hopefully very, very soon. Mm. And, um, yeah, we're going to be starting some more… Uh, I don't know, uh, manifest some campaigns and uh, ways to to do some fundraisers and get people mm-hmm. more involved, mm-hmm. uh, but it's all, you know, Owen has been at work for you know two or three years at this, you know, it's a very slow process getting anything done really <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> many times here. So uh, and again, it, the focus is on the people power, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the community power to actually make this happen. So. Mm-hmm. It's involving, it's motivating, it's engaging, it's, you know, bringing this similar experience that you shared earlier just now of, of, of what if I mm. sit there in the forest and I just listen and what yes. may come through. Mm. Um, I guess the woodland that we're trying to create would be a space for that, mm-hmm. you know, if it can be a place of, of remembrance, not only for the immigrants, but also for your role, your own role mm. with the land. So. Wow yeah that's and through that you know there's a good few other ideas and things that are being put in the, in the cauldron
0: for yeah. now but mm. so over time collagen i like that I, put on
2: the, I was about to say pipeline start with the water uh, yeah and see what comes yeah. out yeah. that's really yeah. of it inspiring as well yeah mm-hmm. that's oh
1: man it's incredible like cool really yeah. there's the amount of stuff happening everywhere and no matter yeah. what interest you have you can find somebody that's already doing something that exactly. you can get onto that's why,
2: like we, I said to Daryl I was like, I met uh, Sarah and Tara once, and then I felt like I had to. She had something to tell me. I don't I didn't know what it was. So I emailed <laughs> the ferry council. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just feel like I need to talk to you about something. And then she kind of puts on. Daryl was asking about what to do with the land, and she put us on to the Gaelic woodland project. So it just shows the fairy council. Yeah. It's like Sarah a exactly. way. Like if you want to do something, like mm. if they talk to yous. You're going to be put on someone who's already doing it instead of. I think Sarah said there was like thirty, uh like small groups trying to do something for like reforest Ireland. Mm. So like they need to work together. Yeah. And like so. bring spaces for that. It's great to just have that. And
0: even like even from meeting Sarah at that time, um, like it went. The conversation obviously extended much more from the <laughs> woods, and I ended up leaving with a with a with a wolf skin and an eagle feather. She's she's good for the magical. What was actually crazy about that was I did a journey with Martin Duffy months before that, and in the journey, I was an eagle, and I met with a wolf in a forest. And like it was, it was only when I was leaving she goes, "Hold on, I think that you need something else." And she gave me the eagle feather. I couldn't fucking believe it. And I did a lot of deep breath work then with the wolf skin on my bare chest and the eagle feather above my head. And because of that the wolf has given me this I just I can kind of it's not disassociate it's like they're like a power animal and I have a few but with the wolf and the eagle the eagle allows me so when I'm having say negative thoughts I'm able to come out inside of myself that's the eagle part and look at it from a different perspective Mm -hmm. and I'm not getting consumed Mm -hmm. by it and with the wolf when I need to say when we're doing a talk or something like I'm able to just give me that courage to do it or to stand up and it's like just and it it's just such a knock-on effect that's given me maybe probably the courage to bother reaching out to owen and right. it's like and it's all just from those little gestures of the wolf skin and doing the work with it and because she told me to do some work with it, mm-hmm. meditation or whatever, and, it, and it's like, it's just all such knock-on effects. Uh, to, it's so interconnected, it's not. Yeah, 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 the butterfly yeah. effect is just fucking insane. Yeah, because it's being friendship through it
1: all as well, you know, and kinship, not kingship, but kinship, as mm. in, you know, I recognize yeah, yeah. myself in you, yes. and that's amazing, that's so, mm. again, another punch into that, darkness that wants us all to be separated and, yes. and, and, and socially distanced and all of that crap yeah. it's uh, you know very very reaffirming mm-hmm. you know um, many people I think with, I don't know if it was with you that I was saying that, that there's a bit of a saying of how when the last wolf was killed was the last you know death of the
0: Gaelic Spirit because mm. One thing on that Sorry, I'm pretty sure Where the Wicklow way Where we
2: start Where we start Is right beside Where the last wolf Right, right.
1: Yeah. Oh man
2: yeah. Oh Jesus That's amazing yeah. Yeah. And it's funny When you said that wow. It's like you see Part of yourself In say us or whatever Because I was just Looking at your tattoo there the Yeah yeah Celtic brotherhood knot That we have as well And I was like <laughs> nice. I actually just oh, thought oh, when there, it, right? I have it on my chest Right and, uh, I just thought When you were I yeah, saw yes, it earlier When you were indeed. talking I kind of saw it, I was like you're like our brother as well in, in a like in a weird way I like think, there's no I think there, is, there no, is yeah I think yeah. that's that we are
1: recognizing ourselves as family yes. there's people coming back like what are the odds that I was born in fucking Buenos Aires and mm. I, 36 years later I find myself here and sometimes I think all the things that I had to go through yes. personally and you guys too, you know in your own personal stories to be doing what you guys are doing and mm. it's mad like you know the the, the the you really it really leads you to think that there is a sort of intelligence back there Kind of guiding certain things. I got this done in 2004, 10 years before I even came to Ireland for the first time with a working holiday. Something in me knew. You know, like, okay, I got to it through the TV show Charmed, but uh, (laughs) you know, you gotta get it somehow. (laughs) But uh, you know, if that was the way, then be it. You know, it did bring me to something that, you know, this triad is such a foundation of my beliefs. and we can working with these things, we can recognize mm. each other, and it's beautiful. I saw those, there's these two girls um, that we have in the Fairy Council. Uh, one is called Shelly, uh, she has um, Tales from the Wood, and she's a beautiful artist. She does mm. this thing, you might have seen her stuff, she does these incredible goddess drawings. And yes. um, there is um, Sarah down in Chile, she has da- a project called Danu skin care she makes natural products mm-hmm. and one day i saw that they had put oh, yes. out this product yeah i told you about this yeah. uh, this conjoined product it was called maca right so it was a, perf- a natural perfume called maca but it came with the art print of the goddess maca that Shelly had done so i reached out and i was like oh girls that's amazing for a play like like I didn't know you knew each other and I don't remember which of them st- said, I think it was Sarah she said back back to me oh we didn't know each other we connected through the fairy council and we decided to collaborate and do this mm. one off edition together of you know they have the perfume and they got a <laughs>
0: that's
1: all I wanted to see you know mm. people finding each other and collaborating that's you no know, mm. that's the only thing I can imagine that's going to bring us forth and it's working, it's happening, yeah. Mm. It is happening, there. I you think. Know, there it is, exactly. and there's friendship and bonds being done yes. through them. You mm. know, I met you, what well, it was the 8th of October, I think it was that we had that thing on Locker, and since then, I think I've seen you pretty much for one reason or the other. Yeah. Mm. And one time every week, I've seen you, you know, and I've true, actually, I, yeah. I know I can I could now any day pick up the phone and go, Hey, there are all this. Mm. And but two months ago, a month ago, you were a stranger,
2: yeah. so yeah, it's, it's incredible. That so quick, as yeah, yeah, even when know. I met you, I was like. We spent the day with you, me and Megan walking around locker and then just sitting in the um, I don't know if you want to say it actually. Sitting somewhere. I'm sitting somewhere and uh, just I know so Let people like, wonder what it was. Yeah, yeah, sitting somewhere and uh, and then the next day you're down at the what was it the next day? You're down at the circle in Tara, the mixed yeah, circle and, yeah, 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 yeah. and then we like dropped you home and all and it was just like we'd known you forever. It was just... There were a few so days later, then you were
0: down the main circle six days later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: there yeah, was yeah. like a lot of... I found myself, you know, amongst your friends yes. as well very quickly and that's what I say. I yeah. felt so comfortable and look, I, I don't like making, you know, too much of a fuss about, you know, the fact that I am gay. I don't like to make my identity around that. But mm-hmm. as I say, it is a big part of it. And again, as a gay man, mm-hmm. to feel the welcomeness and the... No, zero weirdness at all with anything I feel like I may want to share mm-hmm. in those kind of spaces that you, you invited me to, I have not even once for a second felt that being gay is a factor in, or of relevance in any sort of way. And homosexuality was still illegal in Ireland up to the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. again, it's mad to see how much, you know, growth there is mm-hmm. being actually you know, culturally, True. even, and, you know, to being able to find that, for from, from myself, have, finding that welcomeness, I think, again, this work, this understanding of the land before and foremost, that's a way with a lot of all that time-wasting bullshit. Tax, you know, discrimination. I had a very heated conversation about, about the extreme left, methods of dealing with fascism in social media with a person
2: Mm.
1: we clashed a bit on our you know we we were not we couldn't really listen properly to each other but the main argument i was making was like look we can sit here and discuss this for hours (laughs) but with the the trees still need to be planted yes so no i don't care about the nazis and the gas chambers i care about the trees not being planted right now and how Mm. Ireland is one of the least wooded um, places in Europe. And I heard Mankan saying the other day in a video that we get through, um, it's called that, um the hedge school Irish version yeah, that I'm doing, which by the way, good. anybody that's listening, if you can do it next time they do it, do it because it's awesome. But he was talking about trees in these li- little special videos he made and he revealed something that even with all of my research I have never come across, which is that the word gale comes from an old uh, welsh form from old irish that uh, means people of the woods no yeah
2: no i way. mean what That's unreal.
1: <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. I like surely more people should know this because it is so telling
2: mm.
1: you know not only you know about what it was done to the culture and also what the modern Ireland still does to itself and i don't want to go into any heavy conversation about a uh, woodland management uh, official woodland management but mm. go to any Sitka spruce uh, plantation and see how much la- thriving life you find underneath those trees so it's kind of mad you know that mm. even the name of the people that you once were or that you still are i suppose mm. was people of the woods wow. and i think that needs yeah. to be brought back mm-hmm. um no into awareness and uh definitely. Yeah, That's so so cool. <sighs> yeah,
0: definitely gonna have to get on to that um hedge skills you call it it's yeah, yeah it's called SCARTA, SCARTA, SCARTA I think is the SCARTA, correct pronunciation yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so it was booked out when I went to, to do it but I'll get it next it time it was
1: yeah it, it sold out overnight yeah. and yeah. I yeah. was only able to get in it because they very kindly offered um scholarships yeah. uh, partial scholarships afterwards and um they <laughs> or oh, you were telling me about it, that Yeah, <laughs> you do I told of you but I'll tell you here as well. They had a little line saying that they strongly encouraged a uh, people of color or um, LGBTQ+, I plus don't know if I forgot that letter there. Um people to to up to apply for the scholarship. So amongst other questions, you know, about yourself and whatnot what not that you had to uh, to say on the on the application, I did say only because it sounds seems like it's a very relevant factor let me make it very clearly that i'm a homosexual south american immigrant <laughs> 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 just so you know oh, and um yeah and i got in it and i am thrilled about it because it's been mm. an incredible incredible journey there's only two sessions left i'm super sad about it uh, mm. but it's kind of given me the uh, and i think i'm gonna you know i don't maybe they are listening here but i will tell them uh, once it's over uh, i'm gonna make it my i have made it my personal um achievement plan to become a fluent and one day be on the other side of that so mm. not only manage the irish but also having become somebody worthy of having something to share mm. as one of them guides that the professional spiritual personal objective is uh, yes. <laughs> done because i just think the work they're doing is incredible mm. um, they are being very brave with the people bringing in they are not shying away from mm. accommodating uh, some audiences and uh it's the true honest proper way to go about it so i have nothing by res- but uh, respect for what they're doing yes. yeah so it's a good time to be here it's a good time yeah. to be alive and um it's yeah. a it's a good time to be here doing this all of this work so fantastic thank you guys so much
2: um, for
0: the opportunity no worries do you want to ask your question? yeah we usually end with <laughs> Call likes to ask a few questions. No, I know you, you ask more than you ask, know. Yes, do so it.
2: I, I can't remember it. I, I know yours anyway. Uh, <laughs> what is what is your definition of success? Oof. Um,
1: definition of success. I, I, ne- of I nearly did. I nearly. <laughs> Daryl did. usually jumps in here and says,
0: "I've had to cut it out on every." Podcast. What is success
1: to you? Yeah. What is success to me? Um, <laughs> I would say success is having become self-sovereign enough that 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 self-sovereignty can shine onto others and inspire others. Uh, I think it's being comfortable mm-hmm. in that place of being you, understanding that you're only meant to be you. Um, big part of my of my growth in the last time has been about realizing that I don't need to become. It's not about becoming what I'm not. It's about dropping enough of the things I'm carrying that don't let me be what I already am. Oh yes. And that is changing a lot of the way that I'm relating to these things. So I think as long as I'm doing that, I'm being successful. As long as I'm managing to keep dropping whatever is in my way. You know, mm. I don't need to be anything else than what I am. I am already am fully developed and perfect it's only that I'm not letting myself be an expression of that so wow.
2: I suppose that's, that's a great answer good. yeah that's a beautiful mm. way of putting it <laughs> it takes yeah. very
0: much Santi I'm not going to ask another question and that. that that's a great way I think to yeah, what yeah. okay <laughs> fair enough the other, was, the other one was
2: uh, <clears throat> what advice would you give to your oh, yes, yes. teenage self oh younger self. Uh, oh Jesus
1: <laughs> <How> <laughs> just one thing just <laughs> the one just <laughs> the one the main one would be definitely be lad you're grand 95% of the things that you will be stressing about for the next 20 years they won't come to pass and mm. you got this you know like mm-hmm. you, you won't feel like you're trusting yourself but you are so you know you're grand
2: yeah. i guess that's advice. what i would yeah, it's good advice. <laughs> say
0: yeah, cheers santi Thanks very yeah, much. Cheers, it's been amazing. Yeah. thank you so so much for
2: it was a pleasure listening time. to you there and mm. i'm sure hope oh, everyone Maybe. else enjoys it as much as i did Thank you. Be ready for listening, and uh, yeah. And thank to, you for the, the nettle tea as
0: well. Thanks nice for the <laughs> tea. Yeah, lovely <laughs> tea. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Tough, Alter. Alter.